Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome back. Today we have a for-profit social enterprise by the name of Wing Canvas, and the founder is Faye Lu, and we welcome you here today, Faye. I Hi there, I'm happy to be here. Great. So let's start a little bit with your academic background. Sure. Um, academically, I was trained in visual arts, so illustration. Uh, when I went to art school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I did. Um, but I got a degree in illustration and I did a lot, I took a lot of design and advertising classes. Um, and then after I got out of school, I worked as an illustrator, then a graphic designer, and then an, uh, an advertising art director before, uh, founding Wing Canvas. So tell me a little more about your role as, uh, working with an advertising company. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was one of those things, you know, you go to art school, you get out, you're scared because you think, okay, now I have to get a real job. Um, hopefully that job will relate to what, uh, to what I studied. So advertising was one of those places where I got to use my skills and it was a high earning job. So it was a lot of fun. Um, can't say I have any complaints about it. But at some point in your life, you decided that's one tra route to go, but I'd like to go a different route. Yeah, the, the, the only disappointing thing about advertising, I mean, I worked with great people, I, uh, and usually advertising companies tend to be known to be a little bit cutthroat, but um, the place that I worked for was also a social enterprise, so they they helped um, a lot of nonprofits, uh, you know, fundraise and things like that. And but at some point, you know, I thought, okay, most of my work that I was doing was never seen. So that's the reality of advertising: is you make all this work and all these ideas, and really only one percent make it out in the world. But what's interesting, you were an artist at the time, weren't you, on a part-time basis? That was the other thing, was that having a 9-to-5 job uh, sucked all the creative energy out of me. And it, you know, after I finished work, I just wanted to veg and not, not have enough motivation or time to do my own art. And when did the artistic aspect come into your life? Were you... Uh, an artist when you were a child? I was an art, so um, I was very lucky that I grew up in a family of artists. So I started drawing when I was three or four. Uh, my grandmother taught me, you know, how to draw cartoons, and then um, subsequently my mother taught me, and then my aunts. So I had the privilege of learning from um, a lot of seasoned artists in my family. And not a lot of artists get that support because a lot of young creative people, you know, may not have parents who are uh, creative or really understand the art field. So that's kind of where we saw that need come in. Okay. So it's, it's been inbred into your whole life. And as a result of that, 
you decided to go out on your own, which is a very risky uh, type situation, and start your own business. Yes. Can, you, um, can well, you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So um, growing up, both of my, I was an only child, um, and growing up, both of my parents were entrepreneurs. Um, they worked together, um, and they had, they worked very, very hard. Um, my parents are both immigrants from China. So they, they came, they started their own business, which I admire greatly because, you know, they had to learn everything from scratch, the laws, the, you know, especially tax law and all this, all this other stuff. Um, they had several businesses, which they started and sold. Um, a lot of them were. Um, they were mostly manufacturing and, and factory uh, business and embroidery and textiles. So growing up, I would always help them out um, in their shop, and I learned, you know, how to file invoices and, and things like that when I was a kid. So I think that with the encouragement of my parents, that, that really um, made me or allowed me to take that step uh, into entrepreneurship. With their support, yeah, um, I have very, I'm very lucky. I have very supportive family um, from my husband, who you know quit his job to help me, and you know my parents and uh, parents-in-law, who who you know showed all of their support. And when so did you happened. when did you start this business? Sorry, my dogs are going wild downstairs. Um, when did I start this business? I started it in 2013 and we didn't open our doors until February of 2014. And what did you start? We started an art hub. So the original idea was, um, personally, I wanted to start a, an art camp for kids and teens, um, a place that people can go and really fulfill their, their, um, you know, their need for creativity, um, and to learn skills and all of the things that I wish, uh, I had growing up because my, my parents didn't really even know about camp, you know, so I spent all of my, um, all of my school breaks and such really helping them with the business, um, and one year I signed up for art camp and it changed my life. So that, that was the initial, um, seed for the business was we, we wanted to make a, um, like a community hub for art, uh, a place that you can go to, to learn skills, meet other people, buy art. Um, and really it's a place for students and art enthusiasts. And all of a sudden, you're going from a very high-priced job into a high-risk business. How did yeah. you uh, <laughs> live through that period? It was definitely scary, um, and it wasn't. It, it definitely took getting used to because I I did make a lot of money, like good money for my age and for you know all the years I put into my career. Um, and used to that steady paycheck. Uh, you know, I bought a house when I was very young before, before, you know, the, the prices now. So I kind of decided, okay, you know, I'm not, it, it, 
we shouldn't be living for money. We should be living for experiences. And so sold my house, did some traveling, came back and put everything I had into the business. Um, we also initially took out a bank loan um, and loans from some parents uh, and family, um, people who believed in us. And it was hard because I didn't start taking a paycheck until almost five years, four or five years into the business. Wow. That is uh, yeah. dedication. But you also, <laughs> you also continued your own artwork. Yes. Um, now that I have a business and I have the support and have the team to kind of keep it going, um, I'm really finally enjoying the benefits of entrepreneurship, which is, you know, making my own schedule, um, really, you know, having the choice of, of where I put my time. Um, and I really enjoy teaching. So like teaching allows me to paint with my students. And so I often will create my own paintings in class as a way of demonstrating, you know, my creative process. And a few minutes ago, we heard from two of your team members, Sandy and Pank. Can you tell us about them? Two of our team members? Yes. The ones that bark. Oh, <laughs> Sadie and Pongo, my dog. So they, um, they're great. They're like my kids. Um, we have two studio dogs. Um, they're actually my dogs, and they, um, they're a pair, a big one and a small one, super cute, very well-trained, and they actually um, hang out at the studio sometimes, um, especially over the summer and March break where we have a art with live animals camp, and then the kids actually get to interact with the dogs um, and draw them and learn how to, you know, deconstruct them um, into shapes and all that fun stuff. So they uh, come to camp and are our official animal models. Wow. Do they uh, get dressed up or...? No, no, no. They they um they go in their existing fur. <laughs> okay. Can you tell me a little more about the uh, programs that you run at the Wing Canvas? Sure. So we uh, it is interesting because when we first started the business and we first launched, we may have had I don't know like five or six different offerings. We had a summer camp um, where we had about six five or six students, um, and now we offer about 54 classes a week, um, and we have over 10 instructors, um, and our camps have grown to be about 40 people a week in the summertime. So that's really exciting. It'll take me a long time to list the, the number of classes that we offer, but just... Um, in short, we, we have regular programs for kids, so they're week, weekly um, after-school programs uh, as well as weekend programs in cartooning and anime, which is one of our most popular classes. Um, Art Foundations is a class where students really get to explore their creativity in different mediums because we've noticed that, you know, some students come in and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm terrible at drawing you know, I'm never going to be a good artist, but then you give them clay and they they shine, you know. Or some kids, you know, are really good at drawing, but they don't want to get their hands dirty with clay. So it's, it's, it's funny because you can really find your creativity 
when you when you try different things. Um, and so we believe that that um, building a foundation in art is obviously like super important that you get to try um, a multitude of things um, and different creative processes. Uh, we also have digital art. So digital art is a um, is up, you know it's been around for a long time now, but more more than ever, um, digital medium is is really uh, more and more common these days, especially with concept art and game design and character design and entertainment design. So we offer weekly digital art classes for kids as well as teens and adults. Um, we have lots and lots of adult programs. We've got camps uh, with different weekly themes, um, some specialty courses. We offer our uh, things like character and game design, um, you know, oil painting, acrylic painting, watercolor, uh, and uh, you know, workshops like palette knife workshops. Uh, we also do parties. We do a lot of corporate events and um, team building and professional development for artists. Uh, and lastly, we have figure drawing every Tuesday um, evening, and that's what we call op open light drawing, where there's a model and there's a moderator that uh, sort of moderates poses, and it's open for everybody to come. Uh, and they don't offer it in Markham, so we're we're very glad that we can provide that service to the community. So there's a lot of competition in uh, this area. What makes your operation unique versus your competitors? That's a good question. We, in the beginning, it was very hard because uh, there are about 18 uh, art studios in Markham that have websites and ratings. I mean, we this is not even including all of the, you know, in the basement studios. So it was nerve-wracking at first. And when we first came out with our pricing, we, we priced it according to you know, how much, like, we, we, we had a formula, um, and our pricing seemed reasonable, but when we did some market research and we saw that most art studios in Markham were undervalued, like they were underpriced. Um, so I'm not sure how that worked, but we we decided, okay, we're, we're, we did have to lower our prices a little bit to stay competitive, but we really should be paid what we're worth, right? The, the value that we're, we're providing. So then we slowly raised our prices. And then what happened was all the other studios also started raising their prices. And that was really, actually, I was really happy about that because that means our entire industry um, is, you know, a, more profitable. Um, and with the competition, I mean, we, we like to think that our, um, we, we have a specific teaching method that was designed and it works. Um, and we also, uh, we train our teachers really, really well. We have amazing systems. We take notes on all of our students um, so that we can make the proper recommendations and, um, you know, let, let parents know uh, about progress at any given time. Um, and then we also have a, um, a program called Art Mentorship, and that's, that's really something that um, is it, it's a program that's uniquely ours. Um, it's sort of it's almost like one-on-one -on -one learning, but in a very small group. And what we do is we we try to pair 
students with um, special interests or portfolio students or more advanced students looking to learn a specific skill. And then we match them up with an artist mentor because all of our artist instructors uh, specialize in different things. You know, so we have an instructor that specializes in sculpture. I specialize in portraiture and life drawing. Um, I love plein air, so I take my students out on field trips to paint outside. Um, so every every teacher can can nurture students that have similar um, similar skills and interests as them. So that's I think that's pretty unique, um, and we've gotten great feedback about that program. So a couple of years ago, I participated in a virtual reality thing for seniors as a test person by, run by somebody by the name of Marina. Oh, yes. That was, that, for me, that was a little scary because uh, uh, I had a great deal of difficulty doing art uh, in uh, high school because I was a football player. <laughs> and I and I had to take art. I didn't have a choice. But uh, technology has certainly uh, changed the landscape in terms of art. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, definitely. Um, with technology, I mean, the, the couple of things that I love is I, I remember, you know, going to university and having to actually go to the reference library and find specific images that were all laminated and filed before I can use that image in, you know, as a reference for my work. Whereas nowadays, you know, you pick up your phone and in two seconds you can find any reference that you want um, and you easily have access to it and you can just work off your phone. So finding reference is is now super easy. Um, also, there's a lot of people who are very skilled and they upload tutorials online. Um, we've we've done a little bit of that too, but we're, we're more hands-on involved with our community. But there's so many artists out there that provide free lessons um, that students can, you know, paint along to or draw along to. And our role in that is providing the support and the guidance individually. So let's say our students um, can do a big part of their learning at home, which, which actually we encourage, and then they bring their work to class and we can give them feedback on what they can do because that they can't really get from a video tutorial. Um, and then as I mentioned with digital, uh, we're offering digital art classes so students can bring in their tablets or their, you know, their iPad and learn how to draw and paint on their computers, which is a lot of fun. It is. So I reviewed your website this morning, and you've done some very unique things in terms of your website. And I really, I really like the virtual tour where I saw an awful lot of uh, galleries that you're also doing besides the teaching. Can you talk a little bit about your galleries? Sure. Uh, so... When you come into our studio, we're, we're at 185 Bullock, so we're right across the street from Bob Laws and the LCBO in Markham. So when you come into our doors, the first thing you see is our gallery. Um, and our gallery is a, it's, it's not too big, but it's a, it's a permanent collection of artwork from creators in the community, um, local artists, our instructors, uh, and I, I personally curated all, all of the artwork. 
um, and it's up on our walls, and it's actually surprisingly affordable. So one of the things we want to do is uh, debunk that that impression that, oh, you know, fine art is unaffordable, it's a luxury item. We, we want everybody to be able to enjoy and afford uh, original art and support artists in their community. So when you come into the gallery, most, most of the items are priced between $50 and $400, which is quite affordable for original art. Um, we also offer custom framing services. So any, anything, you know, anything arts-related, we, we do. We often have people come in and say, you know, I want to commission um, a portrait of my grandkids. I want to surprise them for Christmas. Um, or, you know, can you, um, can you do a portrait of my dog? Um, she's sick, and we really want to remember her. So we, we do a lot of custom commissions as well. Um, and, you know, that can be, for, for someone who's never had a commission done before, that, that can be kind of like an exhilarating slash scary thing because they don't really know how to uh, express their vision for things, and that, that's kind of where we come in. Um, so we would have a conversation and... Uh, make some recommendations based off of our roster of talent and sort of our um, our our vision for the project. So one of the unique things about your business is that your husband's involved. Now that can yes. be a good thing and a scary thing. Uh, yes. But <laughs> in terms of, he's not directly involved in the art part. Can you tell us a little bit about what his area of expertise is? Sure. Uh, so my husband, his name is Aaron Fruman. We both, actually, we started the business before we were married. Uh, <laughs> that was actually pretty scary. Um, but we, you know, he, he was very adamant about, he, he used to be um, a marine mechanic. So completely different background, very technical, um, didn't didn't really do any art, although Aaron paints miniatures and he he's actually picking up paintings himself now. But when we started the business, Aaron's role was more of, you know, you tell me what to do, I will I will do it, um, and you focus on the vision. So that that was extremely helpful. Um, so Aaron actually built um, the studios. Uh, like constructed everything because to, to find a contractor to do what we wanted to do would have cost so much money. And a lot of people don't want it, want the small jobs. So um, Aaron and my father, who is a contractor, they did most of the work together. Um, Aaron uh, is very tech savvy. So he, he does all of the technology purchasing, all of the network, um, all of the systems, um, the, the wiring, the connecting, all, all the stuff that I'm not good at. Uh, and then now, in, and he, he also does the custom framing. So he's more of the craftsman and I'm more of the artist. Um, and to maintain our sanity, we work in separate spaces. So he has his shop where he's got all the power tools for framing and his big computer with two screens and his gaming table. Um, and I have the studio space in the front and like a little office. But you're, um, you're in charge, is that right? Yes. <laughs> and he's happy that way. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Um, well, you, you've got a great uh, organization, and you've built something that's been uh, finally grown into a success over a five-year period. What's next for Wing Canvas? Uh, so it's interesting because now we, we just we recently celebrated our six-year anniversary on Family Day. So now that we're six, we've learned a lot about business. Um, and the main thing is that we, we made very expensive mistakes in, you know, in years one to three, and then they they started, our decision-making started getting better, our system started getting more efficient. Um, it's now, so in the future, what we're doing is we're focusing on what we do best. So we realized um, that we had to cut a bunch of the services that we were offering that were not as profitable, not as sustainable. So we we cut our we used to do fine art printing and fine art imaging um, as an effort to help our artists um, in the community make reproductions that were more affordable for buyers. However, we realized that that part of our business was very costly, uh, both in equipment and labor costs, and the return was just not healthy. And it kept we we kept you know making money in one area and losing money in the other. So we decided to cut our losses and focus on what we do best, which is art programming. So in the future, we want to have more events for the community. We want to have, um, obviously, fill up uh, our classes, have more, grow our student base, and also provide more support to schools and teachers, especially now with all the budget cuts and you know, the teachers having bigger classrooms than ever, visual arts is really, really being impacted. Um, teachers are unable to give the one-on-one -on -one support and the one-on-one -on -one, um, teaching of techniques that, you know, some talented students in, in school desperately want, but they, they're just not getting it because there's not enough resources in the school. So well, what, what, I, what you just mentioned there is great, but you're, it's, it's not just the building. You're actually doing community outreach. Yeah, that's one of our company values is, 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 you know, being there for our community and being grounded in our community um, and making Markham sort of known for, a, you know, for its visual arts education and visual arts programming. Um, we've gone to a lot of schools, uh, so we do field trips for schools so uh, teachers can bring their classrooms in here and we work with the teachers on a curriculum that's engaging um, that supports the Ontario curriculum, but also provides more value in terms of hands-on teaching and like um, teaching skills and techniques. Because the, right now, currently, <clears throat> the Ontario curriculum is mostly theme-based and not technique-based. What that means is the teachers will say, okay, guys, you're going to study this artist and read up about him and you're going to create uh, artwork in his style. Right? But the students don't actually learn how to draw. They don't learn the, the really, you know, how to start that creative process. They're just kind of released into the wild with this project. Um, whereas when we teach our students and we teach classrooms um, that come visit for a field trip, we actually show them the steps. Um, so, for example, if we did a character design workshop, we would kind of talk about 
um, you know, we would show examples, we would talk about proportions, we would do some exercises to kind of get us going, and then we would make lists, and we fully guide our students step-by-step to learn the techniques to actually realize their vision. So it's, it's a complementary program. Um, and we've worked with many schools now, probably over, I, I would say about 50 schools. And that's very exciting. Wow. So mm-hmm. this today we've heard from Faye Lu of Wing Canvas, which is an art hub. And the wonderful work that she's doing, and that's why she's a for-profit social enterprise. So I'd like to thank you for your time, Faye, and we will uh, contact you shortly to continue this conversation. Thank you very much. Thanks, Peter.